Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the place show yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Monday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in, 855 212 4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z A C H G E L B. Got Stuart Kovacs and Jack Cardi rock and roll with me all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Dan Mullen, the former college football coach, now ESPN, ABC college football analyst. He'll stop by 40 minutes from now. A whole lot to do. Uh, to really unpack from over the weekend as you had the 49ers walk into Lincoln Financial Field and open up a can of whoop-ass on the Philadelphia Eagles. You had the Kansas City Chiefs offense be non-existent once again last night, another week through the NFL season, as now we are 13 weeks in the books. And Jordan Love, well, he showed some love to Packers fans last night with his performance on the field. So we'll unpack all the craziness from a week 13 in the National Football League. But we got to start with the college football. And I'm not surprised what the college football playoff committee did. And it is funny. Sometimes when you have a platform like this, you say something in the moment and you think you know how it's going to play out. But then once it does play out, your opinion is completely different. I don't think in the national media, there has been a bigger backer to Florida State and supporter to Florida State that has zero ties to the university than yours truly. I picked him to win the ACC before the season started. We talked to Mike Norvell on this show all the time, even talked to him over the weekend. We had Jordan Travis on this show. We had Jared Verse on this show. I absolutely love Mike Norvell and what he has done with the Florida State Seminoles. But... When Jordan Travis did go down, it would be disingenuous for me not to acknowledge this today. I sat here and I said, Florida State wins their next two games. They win the ACC championship. 
they should go to the college football playoff. I said that across our 200 great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and YouTube. But then seeing how it played out on Saturday, without knowing prior to that, that Alabama would defeat Georgia, Texas blows out Oklahoma State, you have Washington beating Oregon, and we all knew Michigan was going to defeat uh, Iowa, and it just was the matter of where you're going to cover the 22.5-point spread. When that all played out, I said to myself, wow, it stinks that Florida State's going to go undefeated and be held out of the college football playoff. And I was on the air yesterday, right at noon Eastern, an eye on football. And when we were waiting for the committee to make their ruling, I sat there and I said, Michigan will be one, Washington will be two, Texas will be three, and then in at number four will be Alabama. Now, let me acknowledge this right out of the gate, too. Florida State got screwed. But just because you got screwed doesn't mean I fault the committee. And I know people could say, well, Zach, that doesn't make any sense. How do you think they got screwed if they ended up getting out of the college football playoff, not invited, and you still think the committee made the right decision? Because it's this debate that we have and what we've seen with the college football playoff committee where their goal is to find the best team. They even said It's the four best teams a week ago, not the four most deserving teams. But you do have to be deserving in some capacity to be one of the best teams. Like, even though Georgia lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game and it was their first loss of the season, I think if we took all of our emotions out of this, we would all say, yeah, Georgia's one of the four best teams still in the country, even with their loss to Alabama. But they didn't have a resume this year that shows that they belong and that they were deserving to go. And if Georgia was, let's say, one of the four teams last year where you had a situation where Ohio State backed in and it was reverse, where last year was LSU who got to the championship game, let's say it was similar circumstances, let's say LSU upset a Georgia, Georgia would have backed into the college football playoff Because there was not enough deserving teams last year. And that's what happened with the Ohio State. But this year was one of the rare years. And the irony of it being in the final year of the four-year existence of the college football playoff. Before they ruin uh, the college football playoff and go to 12. Where four wasn't enough. And I'm someone that has been vehemently opposed to going to 12 teams. You want to throw in six. You want to throw in eight. I could live with it. But going to 12 makes absolutely positively zero sense. And it ruins a lot of fun that we've had on this show and watching the sport the last three to four weeks. So the best way that I could say this, and a lot of times it makes no sense, people are going to get on these platforms yesterday, today, tomorrow, and they're going to talk really in circles Because you could make a great case for Florida State going, but you could also easily make a great case why they shouldn't be one of the four teams. So I think we all remember going back to elementary school or middle school, what a Venn diagram is. And that's really what the college football playoff is. 
on one side of the Venn diagram, it's who's the best teams. The other side, it's who's the most deserving team. And then how you meet in the middle with the two circles is what determines who's going to be the four best teams. And there is a criteria clause in the college football playoff committee that does put injuries into the evaluation process. And it stinks. It's rotten. It's nasty that Jordan Travis did get injured because Jordan Travis was one of the toughest players in the country. He was one of the best leaders in the country. And also, he was a part of one of the better teams in the country. But once he goes down and Rodemaker then gets hurt, who would have been cleared in time for the college football playoff, and you're in a third-string quarterback, and you're in the ACC championship game, and yes, you still won the game, and that's the objective, to win the games on your schedule. And Florida State won all those games. When I look at the teams that were on the Venn diagram of the best and most deserving, there were just too many teams this year. And even though Florida State was undefeated, they get hosed out of being one of the final four teams. You're not keeping Michigan out. Michigan was an undefeated Big Ten champion, and they beat Ohio State. You're not keeping Washington out. They were undefeated Pac-12 champion. They belong. So this was never a conversation of Michigan. This was never a conversation of Washington. It was there's three final spots, Texas, Alabama, and then Florida State. And this is something that I despise, but it does hold true here. I always say we should determine the value of a win when it happens. But unfortunately, it goes on with how the win ages. Like you look at Florida State. I picked them early in the year to beat LSU. They annihilated LSU in the second half. That would have been as good of a win in week one, right? You would have thought that'd be one of the best wins in college football. But it ended up not because even though LSU may have the Heisman Trophy winner, they couldn't play an ounce of defense, and they had three losses on the season. And yes, I understand Florida State beat Florida, but Florida isn't a good SEC team this year. So this came down to Texas, who was deserving, even though they had one loss, but they beat Alabama by 10. You knew Texas was getting in because in order to get Alabama in, you had to put Texas in. So when you go through this process and you have it trickle on down to that four spot, it was FSU or it was Alabama. And I know that this isn't probably a fair way to do it. And I admit This year, the process absolutely sucks. But does anyone think in three, four weeks when you would see the semifinal on New Year's Day that if we just had a matchup of Alabama going up against Florida State, does anyone think Florida State would win the game? I don't. And that's coming from someone who's been one of the more positive and has been someone that is to the utmost Back this Florida State program. And some years, when people use that argument, it isn't fair. Like Alabama last year. You could have made the case maybe they were one of the four best teams in the country, but they didn't deserve to belong. 
So Nick Saban getting on ESPN last year and saying, oh, we would be a favorite over all the, you know, over that fourth seed, Ohio State, blah, 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 like whoever they were considering, you didn't have a seat at the table last year. You didn't have enough backing. This year, you did. And that's why this year, that argument is valid compared to it being last year. And let me just caution everybody, because you have some dopes that get on social media. You have some morons today that go, see, this is why we need a 12-team college football playoff. No, we don't. There is no need to go to 12 teams. 12 teams is based off greed. 12 teams is also based off the participation trophy society at times that we do live in. Because you're going to give Penn State an invite in this 12-team format to the college football playoff? Penn State, their two biggest games of the season, they show me who they are. They could beat up on all the other Big Ten teams, but they can't beat Ohio State. They can't beat Michigan. And that's where I've always stood on expansion of the college football playoff. I didn't think most years it's necessary. Most years it hasn't been necessary. But I could understand going to six or eight. And if you did go to six or eight teams this year, this would have been a non-story with Florida State. It really, it really would have. And I know some people, they freak out, well, Florida State, they put them at five. Why'd they put them in front of Georgia six? You, you knew All that matters is really one, two, three, and four. That's all that matters. You knew they were going to put Florida State fifth. Whoever's after that, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it doesn't mean jack to me. So with the teams that were the best teams and the teams that were most deserving, I do believe the committee got it right. I'm fully cognizant. Not everyone's going to agree with me. I know that we could probably contradict on either side of the fence and multiple times during this conversation when it does play out. But when you look at these four teams, this is maybe the first time ever that we truly don't know who's going to win the national championship. Because I can make a case for Michigan. I can make a case for Alabama. I can make a case for Texas. I can make a case for Washington. Florida State gets in the playoff yesterday, and let's say Alabama's not. I can't make a case, even though Florida State's undefeated, that Florida State would be able to win two games where their offense is right now to go win a national title. And I feel terrible for Mike Norvell. I told him that yesterday. I don't know what you say to your kids. I think the lawmakers now trying to make this like a a litigious situation is absolutely ridiculous. It's college football. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get delirious here. We don't need lawsuits. I don't need politicians sucking up the people to get more votes. But I'm okay. I'm satisfied, even though I understand the emotions of this, with what the college football playoff committee did. Let's hear from Boo Corrigan on putting Alabama in over Florida State. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Uh, Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And and the committee voted uh, Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. And you can look inside the Michigan uh, event with all the Michigan football players. When they were waiting for that fourth spot, now – Jordan Travis still with Florida State. I don't think you get this reaction with him being hurt. And you knew the decision was between Alabama and Florida State. You heard the groans in that room. You heard the ah when they elected to go Alabama over Florida State. And that innocent, genuine reaction kind of shows Michigan being the number one team in the country, 
even they were pulling for Florida State over Alabama because they knew Alabama was a better team than Florida State. I'll play you one more from Boo Corrigan on ESPN on what the committee was looking at when debating FSU and Bama. I think it's one of the questions that we do ask is from a coaching standpoint, you know, who do you want to play? Who do you not want to play? And as we go through that, again, looking at where we are today, right, not where we were three weeks ago or, you know, eight weeks ago. Who do they want to play? Who do they not want to play? And they've, they've got a significant voice in the room. And as we went through that and we went around and around, uh, late last night, came back again this morning to do it again. And, you know, again, we came back with, um, you know, the top four as we did. And I have no problem with the top four. I do feel bad for the coach of Florida State, Mike Norvell. He looked like he saw a ghost when he was sitting in that chair. And you saw the anger and the frustration building up in his hands. His hands were shaking. And sometimes your hands shake and you're nervous. His hands were shaking with anger. And I don't care who you are. You could be the strongest guy on the planet. And Mike Norvell's like the nicest guy. I really do believe you could be the strongest guy on the planet. You walk in front of Mike Norvell there and he throws a punch. You'd be knocked out and you'd be down on the floor. Because he was so angry yesterday, and I could understand it. Here is Mike Norvell on not reaching the college football playoff. I was just hurt for our players. I mean, to be honest with you, that was, uh, um, you know, it was one of the tougher moments that I've had to experience. And, you know, just for all that they've done, you know, you talk, you, you talk to a team about, uh, you know, responding to adversity, getting up and going to uh, – uh, give all that you can to be able to find a way to win a college football game. And, it, you know, like Coach Smart said, it is hard. I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to, um, you know, to, especially when you face some of the adversities that, that we've had uh, you here this year, whether it's injury or just different things to overcome. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's all part of it. And, uh, you know, as we tell our team all the time, you know, your, your truest identity shows up in, in times of great adversity. And we faced it and, you know, they put it on display. Um so that was that was really that uh, that feeling in the moment. And now they will be going to the Orange Bowl where they'll be going up against Georgia. And I think the press conference where you saw the picture and picture of Kirby Smart and Mike Norvell showed that this is the we don't want to be here bowl. That's what I'm going to call the Orange Bowl this year. And whenever you have these bowl games that are not for the top four and you had top four aspirations – you never know who's going to play. You never know where the motivation's going to be. I would still say, even if Georgia doesn't give it their best, Georgia will be able to defeat Florida State just because Florida State doesn't really have the quarterback. But wouldn't that be something if for most of the year we thought that Georgia was the best team, regardless of who Georgia puts out on the field, Florida State beats them and they're undefeated? You may have a little UCF situation where Florida State claims uh, that they are the national champions in the year of 2023. Do you think the college football playoff committee got it right? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a break on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take your phone calls on the other side. Plus, the San Francisco 49ers with my best friend Debo Samuel went to Philadelphia on Sunday. And T, uh, Debo, he talked the talk, and then he walked the walk. What a performance that was. We'll touch on the 49ers-Eagles next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. It's funny that Jack played that rejoin coming back from break because I have not heard from Mike in Abilene, Texas since the game Ohio State and Michigan And I hope Mike in Abilene, Texas is doing okay because I get very concerned when Ryan Day doesn't have a good day, what it does to the future days of one Mike in Abilene, Texas. I did see that Kyle McCord is jumping into the transfer portal, which signifies to me uh, Ryan Day went to Kyle McCord and said, yeah, we're going to go pursue other options. We're going to go look at the transfer portal and see who else is out there and probably spend a million, a million and a half, $2 million to go get our next quarterback. Because even though McCord is fine, he is not a very good nor a great quarterback in uh, college football. And I don't think he was willing to run it back on what is a big year for Ryan Day, even though he doesn't have many losses in his career, but he's lost in back-to-back-to-back years up against the Michigan Wolverines. We're talking about the college football playoff committee. Did they make the right decision? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Darren in Michigan first up on the Zach Gelb Show. Darren, what's happening? Hey, uh, good afternoon, Zach. Good show. First of all, let me say to Mike, the Ohio State fan, as a Michigan fan, I have a little bit of what we'd call a schadenfreude over any angst he may be experiencing for the loss of his uh, starting quarterback there, but I'm sure Ohio State will end up fine. But here's my take. Here's the reason I called. I personally would have kept Florida State in. I would have put in Alabama because, number one, as the committee said, we look at where teams are now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alabama is not the same team that Texas beat in week one. Okay. Number two, Alabama had a higher strength of schedule, and I believe didn't they beat one more top 25 team than Texas did? I think so. Sorry, I'm walking here, so I'm a little out Yeah, I could tell you're out of breath. When we went to you, we were breathing heavy. Yeah. I was wondering if everything's oh, okay. I'm, well, I was running. You know, I'm running out here. And then, I, I know I, you're in I a little bit of walk. a blender. I, I say this as a Michigan fan. I know you're in a little bit of a blender knowing that you have to go up against Alabama, but we got some time to get to the game. Don't lose your breath and not make it to kickoff. All right, Darren? <laughs> no, it's not because of that. But 
See, I would have put Alabama in. I just here here's my rationale too, Zach, and it's that you know going through the. But how could you put in Alabama? Mitch- hold hold on. I, I do yes. agree that the committee, yeah. if it somehow came down to Alabama or Texas, they would probably yeah. put in Alabama because I don't think they would ever leave out a one loss SEC champion. But Alabama. Yeah. They played Texas. Alabama played Texas in their own building where Alabama was the home team, and Texas beat them by 10 points. And Texas hasn't fallen off, and they survived their quarterback getting injured, and now he's back. That's true, but like I said, Alabama played a tougher schedule. I mean, I think that carries a lot. But it's not not like Texas played cupcakes. No, but I I think – who do you think would win right now, Texas versus Alabama? I think Alabama would throttle them. I do, but who do you think would win Texas-Florida State? Yeah, well, I know. But you see, and Darren, but let's not lie thing. here. Let's not lie here. Let's be okay. truthful because we're men, okay. right? We, we don't lie to one sure. another. You know this as a Michigan fan. You were hoping yeah. Florida State was, was popping up on that screen at number four. Uh, a little bit, but that's not my total rationale. Here's my rationale. Because I we was. About, I was hoping okay, Florida we, State would pop up. You? Yeah. Okay. I, I, this is what I'm thinking, though, Zach, because – you know, with the Michigan scandal, all they talked about was, well, you know, you can't keep them out of the Big Ten championship because that would punish the players for what someone else did. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't keep McCarthy out of the Heisman Trophy race because, again, that would punish a player for what someone else did. Okay. They are literally punishing every player on that team because one player had the audacity to get injured. I mean, right? I mean, oh, it's, it's not his said. fault that he got injured. He's the leader right. of the team, and, and he had a broken leg. But, but you know it, and right. I know it. Florida State is not as good as a football team as they were without Jordan Travis. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, you know, look at, but look at last year. Darren, Tech, be Tech, honest. Tech. Just, just be honest. Yes. You'd rather play Florida State than Alabama. That's not why I'm suggesting but, this. But, but just answer the question. I, I already did. I said sure. I, th- yeah, I think because why? Because Alabama's a better team. Alabama's a better team. It isn't the goal to put in the four best teams. You now also have to be deserving. Now, Alabama loses to Auburn, let's just say, and they didn't have that fourth and and goal at the 31 uh, completed for a touchdown, and they still beat Georgia the following week. Alabama would not have been deserving in one of the four best teams. And I know the committee's role is, is they say we just look for the four best teams. But as they've shown, whoever the four best teams are also have to be deserving. There's a mixture of both. And Florida State was deserving to go. They didn't lose a game. But they were not one of the four best teams compared to the other teams that were both the best teams and the most deserving teams. It's complicated. Next year won't be an issue, though, because they're going to 12. And then you have a bunch of teams that aren't the best teams in college football and, quite frankly, aren't deserving as well. All righty, I got to touch on the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm surprised Ryan and Santa Barbara didn't call in about three hours ago, just waiting to feast, just waiting to, to pounce on the body of yours truly and just start to go crazy and go nuts and talk about his 49ers. But I'm a fair person. Now, I did think the 49ers were going to win the game up against the Eagles. I thought this was going to be a three-point game. Uh, the Eagles were the better team in the first quarter, but they didn't capitalize. Because that was a 49ers team that was struggling in that first quarter. And the Eagles were only able to get two field goals. The next thing you know, once the 49ers got that touchdown on an incredible catch by Ayuk and an aggressive play calling by Kyle Shanahan, and you make it 7-6, to six, that was panic time for Philadelphia. And Philadelphia's been in the ring of the last few weeks. Eventually, they were to get burned. Not only did they get burned on Sunday, they got dominated. But for the most part, we're pretty much through 13 weeks of the season. I know you got the Jaguars and the Bengals, and the Jaguars have 
um, an excellent record that will come your way later tonight. But I said this last week, and I'll stick by it. I don't think there's four teams this year that could win a Super Bowl. I really do believe that. It's the Chiefs, it's the Ravens, it's the 49ers, and it's the Eagles. And when I look at those four teams, and you can factor in all the other teams to get the 32 as well, it's clear right now the 49ers are the best team. And, it, and I don't care what the records say, it's not even close. The 49ers smashed the Cowboys, the 49ers smashed the Eagles. And the only time the 49ers had a stumble was a three-week stretch where Trent Williams was hurt and Debo Samuel was hurt. And I'll give credit to Debo, and I know he hung up on me over the summer, but he talked the talk. He said James Bradbury was trash. He said they had Brock Purdy in the NFC title game. It wouldn't have been close. And what happened yesterday? They had Brock Purdy. They had Christian McCaffrey. They had Trent Williams. They had Debo Samuel. And that game was a blowout. Now, I'd be curious to see that game again. And I bet you that game would be a little bit different. I bet you'd be a lot different. I think it would be a really close game the next time those two teams do play. But right now, if you are looking at the chase to the Super Bowl and the team that's going to get the Lombardi, and when we do take five Wednesday on Wednesday, who's the best team in the NFL? I'll spoil it for you right now. We'll tell the other four. The 49ers are going to be in that top spot, and they're deserving of it. And outside of some injuries in a three-week stretch, they have been a phenomenal team all year long. They destroyed the Eagles. And I'd be curious if the Eagles are going to bounce back up against the Cowboys. They just saw that they signed uh, Shaq Leonard. As that decision was Cowboys or Eagles, he picks the Philadelphia Eagles. Jerry's World, Sunday night. You have a team coming off their first adversity of the season, the Eagles, going up against the Cowboys. And Cowboys fans, let me give you a message early on this Monday. You better win that game. I don't think you will right now, but you better win that game with all that trash talking that you've done, beating a bunch of bad teams. You weren't able to beat the Eagles the first time you played them. You weren't able to beat the 49ers. This is an enormous game. Like the 49er game against the Eagles was enormous for the 49ers. It meant more for the 49ers than the Eagles. This game, Eagles-Cowboys, it is so important for the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys don't win this game They just continue to show the signs of a team that could crush the bad teams when they go up against good competition. They just can't beat them. And the Niners this year, I'll make this abundantly clear. Anything short of a Super Bowl is a massive, and I mean a massive disappointment. Because you look around, the Chiefs offense is no bueno this year. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson. They don't have a lot around Lamar Jackson. And then in the NFC, the one team that's really in your way The one team that can match up with you, the Eagles, well, you just ran them off the field yesterday in their own building. So Super Bowl or bust, we all knew that going in, but now it's Super Bowl or bust on steroids for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll take a break. It is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. When we come on back, Dan Mullen will join us. Did the committee get it right by leaving Florida State out of the big dance? Update time first. Here is the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. The college football playoff committee has made their decision, and on New Year's Day, we will see Alabama and Michigan. We'll also see uh, Washington uh, going up against Texas. And now joining us is the former head coach at Florida and Mississippi State. Now does a great job for ESPN and ABC, and that is Dan Mullen. Coach, appreciate the time. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. So let me start you off with Alabama before we get into the committee's decision. When they lost to Texas, I thought for sure they would have one more loss in the season and they would be out of the Final Four conversation. Just how about the job Nick Saban has done this year with Jalen Milrow and the rest of his team? I think fantastic job. I think one of the things you look is they they lost to Texas. They were struggling early in the season. Uh, went down to South Florida, benched Jalen Milrow and um, – you know, I, I think he sat Tommy Reese. They had a meeting. I don't want to say sat him down. They they called in a meeting. They sat down and said, "Listen, uh, I understand, Tommy, the, the scheme you're bringing in, different things you're trying to do, but you know, as, as a younger coach, and Nick knows this as a veteran coach, you're, the scheme it needs to be built around the strengths of the players. So we need to really focus on what we're doing. Let's rebuild the offense around the strengths of the players. And from that day forward, you've seen sacks decrease drastically." Seeing Jalen Milrow have a lot more success running the offense. You've seen a receivers start to grow and emerge uh, on the offensive side of the ball. We knew this year they'd have a great defense. We saw them. They have a great defense. Done a great job. And I think this is a team that Nick likes to coach. I mean, we go back to our Nick's early success. They played defense. They ran the ball. They were physical. And they won lower scoring games. Not like close games, but lower scoring games. Over the last couple of years, they've just been a highlight reel of offensive talent. Um, you know, so I, I don't think Nick was out of his comfort zone in coaching this team. Now, get into the Pac-12 championship game. Everyone thought Oregon was going to win, it seemed like, and they were going to win going away. Washington already beat Oregon uh, back a few weeks ago. Just how about what Kalen DeBoer did? Because it seemed like, not that you need extra motivation before the Pac-12 championship game, but that team had it with everyone disrespecting them. Absolutely. Well, I mean, as everybody says, Oregon was the best team. Right, we keep using the best team right now. There's a lot of best teams <laughs> thrown out, right? So Oregon was the best team. However, uh, objective, like subjectively, Oregon was the best team. When you got on the field, Washington said, "Hey, twice you had the opportunity. Twice we beat you. We beat you at home. Then you got the opportunity on a neutral site field." Um, I think Washington's done that all year. They've had a lot of close games. Um, you know, people look and say, "Well, boy, you've been in th- this tight game, that tight game." Um, you know, with with Teams, maybe you should beat by more uh, if you're supposed to be this great team. However, they did what, you know what I, I love about Washington? They win. Uh, and you've seen it. No matter, sometimes they win by scoring and throw, scoring a lot of points, throwing the football over the all over the place. Sometimes they win with defense. Sometimes they win running the football. Um, they've won a lot of different ways this year. And that's the sign of, of a great, great, not just great coaching, great program, great team. Dan Mullen here with us. All righty, let's get to the big decision yesterday. I know you've been reacting for it to the last 24 hours, but when it came down that Florida State was left out and Alabama gets in, you said? I think it's disrespectful to the game of football. Uh, and it's disrespectful not, not to the fans, not to people, people that play the game. I, I, I certainly hope people that play understand what I'm saying when you say um, it's disrespectful to the game. Uh, Florida State went out, played every single week, and they won. And they won with uh, their quarterback. They won without their quarterback. They won with offense. They won with defense. They won big. They won coming back. They won in overtime. Uh, they won on Saturday against one of the uh, – with a third-string true freshman quarterback uh, that 
hadn't played, and they were playing one of the best rush defenses in, in America. They rushed for almost 170 yards in that game. All that Louisville had to do was just score once. Touchdown. One touchdown, the game's over. Couldn't do it. In fact, not only could they not score, they had negative 23 yards of offense in the fourth quarter. That's Jeff Brom, a Jeff Brom team. You know, and everyone knows what a great coach he is. And they were held to negative 23 yards. They blocked a punt and got the ball inside the 10-yard line, couldn't score. Um, that was as masterful a defensive performance as you will ever see in a, in a I mean, a, a of, of a team back to the wall performing. And I think it was disrespectful to the game of football that they got left out. And I listen, I Alabama, there were five teams that earned the right to play. I don't like the... the Everyone says the best team. Well, we just you already we made clear that Oregon was the best team. Georgia was the best team, but they lost. So subjectively, they were the best. Subjectively, they lost. So um, to sit there and, and take a team that did everything right, I think I think that 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 was wrong. And, and what you know, would I you have justify- done? Just wondering, like you were in charge of the committee, who would have your four so teams been? Oh, I would have had I would have had uh, Michigan one, uh, Washington two. Um, I would have had Florida State three because that would have been my easy one, two, three. And then as you're comparing my four discussion, there'd be four teams you're comparing for the four spot, which would have been uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Texas. Well, I'm going to eliminate Ohio State because they didn't play in a conference championship game. So I'm down to three. Well, Alabama beat Georgia and Texas beat Alabama. So I end up with Texas. And listen, Georgia, Georgia has the right to complain that they should be in the playoffs. Um, Alabama certainly um, earned the right to be in the playoffs, uh, even more so than Georgia. Alabama earned the right. So um, this is not a knock against Alabama. I just think that Florida State should have been in. And if you if you look at it that way and say, anybody that's ever played the game, it is so hard to go undefeated. So hard in, in any level. I, I won a high school state championship. We weren't undefeated. I won two national championships as a, as a coach. We, we weren't undefeated in either of those. Uh, it is so hard to go undefeated. And those guys did everything. And when you are comparing the teams, you can make different arguments. Strength of strength of schedule, strength of rank, ranked opponent, who'd you play, when'd you play them, what'd you... The one thing you couldn't compare was the losses. And Mike Norvell had it said great that, hey, every, there are five teams earned the right to get into the playoffs, but there were two of them earned losses as well. They earned those losses. They lost the game. They had the opportunity to win, and they earned a loss. His team never earned a loss. His team found a way to win. And in the end, it's, it's not figure skating where the East German <laughs> committee member, right? The East German committee <laughs> member must have stood up and gave like, I'm rating Florida State 20th. And, oh, because of that rating, we're going to put, we're going to drop them down. Um, so I, I think that's what it was. And, and unfortunately, and honestly, I look at it. I can justify Al, no matter, I, 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 trust again, Alabama earned the right to go to the playoff. I could justify them being left out. I can justify that. They lost. They have one loss. They lost to Texas by double digits at home. So I can justify Texas being ahead of them. I, I, don't, I, I don't see the justification for Florida State being out. Their quarterback was hurt, and they put on one of the most masterful defensive performances you'd ever seen. I mean, the, the object is to win the game. I, as, as a coach, I've gone into games. I, I, I'll take it. By, I was coaching Mississippi State. We went into the swamp. We ran the ball 42 consecutive plays. That's the only way we lose the game is if their defense scores. We won 10-7. It wasn't pretty, but it was a win. That, the, the object is to win. 
And the committee disrespected that. Just wondering, Dan, um, they go to 12 next year. So these conversations will be like, oh, 11 or 12. I've never been a fan of going to 12, six or eight. I could live with where do you, you fall in uh, college football playoff expansion? I think, I think the whole thing's a mess. Um, We'd be here for the, you know, the next week talking about it. I I think, um, you know, I mean, they've kind of gone to the big two conference now. um, But then the playoffs don't always align with that because the, the champions get camp conference champions get buys. We've hurt, you know, all these great rivalries in college football yeah. and things that make them special. I think there is such. I'm with you. I, 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 I'd love to. Just in my quick response and in the offseason, I might get into it really in depth. But I'll give you a quick one. I think we should have a commissioner of college football. I think you should go to eight eight-team conferences. You pull out college football of those eight eight-team conferences uh, to all the network. Let them bid on which one of those ones that they won and buy the money will all equal revenue share it. And then there's revenue sharing with a salary cap to the players uh, in there. So everybody's on equal footing. Uh, the eight winners, there's, you don't need a conference championship game weekend. You win, you eight division winners make the playoffs Four wild cards and the bottom eights play. Then we take the teams that are right now on the lower side of it. And we're going to drop them into another eight, eight team bracket. Uh, the winners of that can play for their kind of, it would, if we want to call it a, you know, kind of like a, a, you know, there's the Premier League and there's the Championship. Let's go to English soccer on it right now. And there's a relegation game. You want, hey, the second week of December is the relegation game between the last place and the first place team um, in the different divisions. And so if you finish, you know, for example, like just throw an SEC West team out there, Arkansas, if they finish last in the West right now, they're playing Troy to go down to the, the what essentially would be a Sun Belt, and Troy's plan to come up into the SEC. Um, I think that'd be a pretty, pretty exciting little deal um, of of some things that we could do or change football, uh, and 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 make it fair, you know. I mean, or or make it even. I think we've kind of let it get a little out of control, and there's there's no perfect answer for how it's currently set up. He's Coach Dan Mullen doing a great job for ESPN and ABC. <laughs> Coach, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for doing this. Always great to be. Hey, you know what? You know who won though? College football, because I will say this. The matchups that we have, and not just the four playoff matchups, but the bowl games as a whole, there are some unbelievable matchups coming up over the next month. And I can't wait to see them play. I hope we don't have a lot of opt-out uh, or kids to start transfer not playing and doing this because there are some unbelievable matchups out there. You know, I mean, Missouri, Ohio State, Penn State, Old, I mean, the Old Miss game. I mean, there's some great ones. The playoff game, Florida State, Alabama could be a great game. I mean, I'm sorry, Florida Georgia. State, Georgia. Yeah. The Florida State, Georgia, great game. Uh, there's so many really good ones out there. I mean, you go, I'm, 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 I'm fortunate enough, you know, I mean, we're getting to getting to call some good ones coming up. There's some great bowl games going to be, be played in the, uh, in the next month. And so college football still wins. They did a great job with that, but uh, you know, I, 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 I wish it would have just turned out a little bit more objectively instead of subjectively. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate the time. There he is, Coach Dan Mullen, joining us on CBS Sports Radio. And I think he makes a very interesting point the way that he worded it. It's disrespectful to the game of college football and to the game of football. I've never thought about it that way until he said it. And even though I'm fine with what the committee did, it's like, what does Mike Norvell tell his team? You're not at 
a, a non-Power 5 school. You're at a Power 5 school, and you won every game you played. Like, you would have told me that, heck, two weeks ago. Like, not even going to the summer. I would have said, and I did say, then you would be in the college football playoff. But you're not. So I'm fine with what the committee did because I don't think Florida State would have beat Alabama. But each and every year, to Dan's point, there's a game where we expect it to go one way, and then it happens the other way. Like, Oregon was a nine, nine and a half point favorite against Washington. And Washington took it to them early and found the way to win the game late. Zach Gelb shows CBS Sports Radio. I see Ryan in Santa Barbara is going to join us next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.